0: The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers.
1: Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. Listeners, the show is back. I took a a bit of a longer hiatus than planned, but I am back for you, the listeners. I have been requesting for more interviews. I'm I'm back to interview your most favorite porn performers, and uh, we're in for a treat. Listeners, please welcome porn star on the rise, James D. Cameron. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you for having me. Hello, everybody. You're welcome. It's good to have you on. Uh, I I will say this, you know, when I saw the two scenes that had dropped uh, a little while ago, I was like, who is this dude? And uh, I'm glad I was able to find your Twitter profile, and I'm glad to have you on. So uh, to sort of kick things off, let's start off with some of your physical stats. What's your height and weight? Um, I'm 6'5", 230 pounds, and growing. My
2: goal is to be 260, so still trying to be a big, strong man. Vaz, what's up? What's
1: your zodiac sign?
2: I'm a Virgo. I'm actually a Leo Virgo cusp. I actually just just had this conversation. Um, I'm a Leo Virgo cusp, so I sit there right in the middle. Um, So sometimes I have a fiery side, but the majority of the time I'm just
1: chill, creative, go with the flow, a Virgo. That's what's up. We'll talk about the creative stuff in a little bit. Uh, what's your ethnic background? Um, I'm black. <laughs> um, I'm just like Midwest,
2: um, Southern black. And how old are you? I am twenty-seven. I'm old man. That's not old,
1: but I know it feels <laughs> like it when you're there. Okay, so. Yeah. Uh, Let's get to know a little bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you
2: originally from? Yeah. Um, all over the place. Um, grew up a lot in California. Um, lived in Texas, Ohio,
1: um, Louisiana, and now I'm in Florida. What was life like for you growing up? What was a young a younger James Cam like? <laughs>
2: Um, I would say kind of wild, uh, reckless, um, wasn't always the best student because I was just having too much fun in the classroom, um, until about junior, junior year of high school. And I was like, you know, what, I should probably, you know, take this thing seriously, take college, um, looks, you know, serious. So when I started getting my act together, um, yeah, I just dove into my creativity and I was always, I was the kid who wanted to like take things apart when he was younger. Mm -hmm. My mom used to be really mad at me because I would like, I would go and take like the DVD player apart and be like, what is
1: this? (laughs) How does this work? (laughs) So that was me. What was going on with your life prior to entering the adult industry?
2: Um, that's such a good question, which actually kind of leads into why I named myself the way I named myself. Um, I was a strength coach, believe it or not. Um, strength coach as well as like an athletic coach. Um, I mean, I still do that. I still coach. And I'm really good at training people, specifically athletes. I'm really good at that. Um, and so it kind of just fell on me. I ran into a photographer who wanted to shoot. Um, she actually accidentally booked it at a porn studio. Uh, we got there, or I got there early, because I'm just a really punctual person, and next thing I know, I am
1: I'm being talked to about <laughs> doing porn. That's fascinating. So it's one of those weird, right place, right time type of situations.
2: Oh, 100%. It was a complete accident. I was actually supposed to be doing a photo shoot for, oh, what are they called? It's, it's like an energy drink company. Um, Yeah, they just have a crap kind of pre-workout and shit. So I was supposed to be doing a photo shoot for them, and here I am having talks with the manager of the studio, and he's like, yeah, man, we would really love to shoot you. This would be really good. You just have a great face.
1: like You're gorgeous, and they're going to love you. We can put you here. And I said, okay. (laughs) Yeah, and then, you know, your direction completely changed. That's incredibly interesting. I mean, listeners, if you want to be in porn, sometimes you just have to show up, at the right place at the right time, like it happened Love for James. I mean, that's incredibly fascinating. And so, okay. So, as a follow-up to that, prior to that moment, prior to you know this sort of happenstance of you showing up at you know a place where they were going to shoot something, had porn at all crossed your mind? as something that you wanted to venture into, wanted to experience one day? Like, was that at all like a twinkle of an idea in the back of your brain as something that you ever wanted to try?
2: Well, I'd actually started an OnlyFans prior to all of this. I just hadn't known how to work it or use it or do any of it. So I just never touched it again. And then, obviously, as like a teenager (laughs) i think every guy has that mentality like yeah i would definitely be a porn star you know like (laughs) you're watching your favorite porn stars and you're like yeah i would definitely do that um so it wasn't too out the way i'd already been doing modeling for a while and i'm not shy behind the camera so yeah all right are you actually in front of the camera you're not shy yeah, in front of the camera, exactly. Either or, actually, but yeah. Exactly. Well, there you go. In front yeah. of the
1: camera. Okay, that's fascinating. So you had already set up an OnlyFans with the intent of doing something with it. Do you at all remember what your goal was with it? Had you planned on creating your own content, doing solo stuff, doing more hardcore stuff? What was like the goal when you set up your OnlyFans originally?
2: Honestly, it was at the very beginning of quarantine. So my goal was to utilize time and give it to people who wanted to watch. And there was really no goal other than to, like, have fun. Um, And so it was mainly solo content. Um, I had some other stuff on there at the time. Um, But, no, it wasn't, like, anything extravagant. It was just, yeah, I like my body. I know a lot of people like my body. I've been told for so many years that, Hey, you should start an OnlyFans. Like you do really well in on OnlyFans. So
1: I was like, hey, okay, let's do it. All right. And then that's how it happened. So in total, how long have you been in the adult industry? How long have you been an active performer?
2: Um, I would say for about a year. That was last November is actually yeah, almost a year. Last November is when I did that first shoot, believe it or not.
1: Okay, that's what's up.
2: Almost November to this week.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Congrats on one year of doing this. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, uh, let's talk about your porn name. Yes. Yes. How did James you come up, James D. Cameron? I mean, I feel like it's some of it is obvious where the name came from, but I want to get your right. take on it. Like, I don't want because I don't know the story, so I want to hear your story yeah. on why you ended up choosing that name in particular. And does the D mean what we all think it means? The D, I am, I am for the people. The D
2: is whatever you want it to be. Okay, um, that's what's up. <laughs> The James Cameron part actually came, so again, I was working as a coach, um, and I didn't want, because I was still working, so I was still doing these things and working, and so I didn't want my athletes or at the time my job to find out, and so I was like, you know what would be really cool is James Cameron, because I like the director, and I was like, if you go online and type in James Cameron, I would never pop up, so these kids would never find me, you know, like. Um, my job would never find me. My athletes would never find me. I'll be good. Um, and then it kind of just grew and people started calling me James and I was like, Hey, like, I don't like the name and it stuck. So I also didn't want to, I didn't want to do the whole like fake name. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be known by a name name, not like, um, Rock Rock, Rock, you know? Yeah.
1: I chose James Buchanan. Okay. And clearly it's working. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. So let's talk about that first day on an official porn set. What was that experience like for you? You know, you sort of came upon this... Through an interesting way, an uh, an unexpected way, even though you had already like ideas about doing your own OnlyFans, and people had been telling you you would be really successful at it. You know, as you said, you kind of dabbled in it, but you didn't really. It wasn't really your focus, and uh, and that sort of thing. But then you have the opportunity to actually shoot with a major company, a major website. What was your first day like? What was going on in your mind? Excitement? Nerves? A little bit of both?
2: A little bit of both. And I kind of enjoyed the acting. It was, again, it was just more creative, which is what I liked about it. So it was 14 weeks, and I was playing a jock. So I was the stepbrother who was a football player who had bad grades and needed to get help um it was fun so I stepped in I had no clue what was going on it was a local house believe it or not I showed up and there was like makeup they're asking me to do my bunny ears which is just like your IDs and then they're like all right let's go through the script and there I was just throwing like being thrown into it I had no clue what was going on I was like okay I guess now do I get it hard for her? Do I, do I fuck like I would normally fuck? Do I, how do I go about this? Especially because I'm primarily dominant and it was just a, it was a different way of having sex. I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to be as dominant as I wanted to be, you know, I wasn't like given free rein and just like, yeah, fuck her. Um, it was, now we're doing this. Now we're over here. Now we're there. Now we're doing this, and we're taking pictures. Um, but I've always been an athlete, so it was, it was actually kind of nice to have, like, that direction because tell me how, how to jump, coach, and I'm jumping. And that's how I've always been.
1: So yeah. your first shoot was, as you mentioned, it was for Team Skeet. It was for the website Free Use Fantasy, which, I mean, that's wow. that's by itself, like, sort of like an interesting introduction to porn because it isn't... A traditional porn scene per se, uh, because yeah. the whole concept is is that the the fantasy is you know free use, so you kind of have free reign over the female performer, and you also have to act like you're you're not having sex per se because you ha- you can have full on conversations about stuff it's really interesting, which yeah. I would say. Yeah. For you, being fresh in the business was probably a unique first experience.
2: Yeah, it definitely turned me off
1: when the producer
2: is having a full-blown conversation to me while well, I'm being my big up and it's, it, was, it was definitely out of the blue. You know, like I was—I wasn't—I wouldn't say ready for it. I just—I never experienced something like that. You know, like we're we're talking about sports now, the camera's not on. And I'm I'm like having to stay hard. <laughs> so
1: it's just funny. It was new to say the I believe that. And uh, your first scene was a threesome. Yeah. That was alright. I'm not I'm not shy really
2: at all. Um I but again, I'm omnent, you know, so like in my head, I was like, Yeah, let me just like let well, I me mean, just fuck her, you know, like my I'm such a pleaser, it's almost bad. Um, my goal is to like make sure that she comes, you know, like to like finish her and then finish her, you know, so um it was just like slowed down almost by
1: by the threesome. It'll be interesting to see you eventually work with like an evil angel or something like that where you could really have a little bit more free reign in doing what you yeah. want to do, that'll be interesting to see. I'm just saying, putting yeah. it out there for you. That would be, that would be really, really fun, actually, to just, just go off
2: and have somebody record. I actually want to do that with my own personal content. Um, I have to find, quote-unquote, the crew to be able to help me do that, mm-hmm. just because I like that type of stuff.
1: Yeah, we'll be talking about your OnlyFans in just a moment. But before we jump into that, I want to talk about the other major studio slash website that you worked with after this uh, Free Use Fantasy debut scene of yours. And that's See Him Fuck, which uh, for those out there that aren't familiar with the website, it's sort of really puts a different perspective on porn. It showcases the male talent instead of the female talent, which is typically, uh, who is typically showcased and featured right. in straight porn. So what was that experience like for you? You know, as you said, yeah. you, know, you always get a lot of attention. You're very comfortable uh, with yourself and your body and your physicality in front of the camera. So this time around, all eyes were on you. Yeah,
2: Um, that was actually a really unique situation only because it was my second time and I wasn't given any prior notice to what I was doing beforehand. Um, Like I was sent a script for my first shoot and then this one, at the time I had an agent who just asked me if I would be comfortable doing this this, and this. I said, yes, yes, no. And next thing I know, He's just like, ah, okay, don't worry about that. But here's the shoot. Here's the day. Here's the time. Um, not only did he give me, unfortunately, the wrong time, um, we ended up doing a lot of the stuff that I told him, no, I wasn't comfortable doing that stuff yet, um, especially on, on camera. Like, I hadn't had any practice. I hadn't had any, like, foreplay, no nothing. I was just kind of thrown into it. And he – yeah, the experience was an interesting one, only because I had I got there. The um, producers were yelling at me because I was late, because my agent gave me the wrong time. Um, the girl that we were shooting with, she had to leave at a certain time, and I, I hadn't done anything yet, right? I wasn't prepared. I didn't... I thought I was going to get there a little bit early, get ready, change, whatever, and then be, like, ready by time, but... I had to get there, sign my papers, do all the extra work, get ready, get dressed, and then we shot. And so by this point I was already kind of stressed, only because I grew up military brat and I like to be punctual, I like to be late. am um, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a people pleaser, but when somebody's in charge I definitely give them like that right and I'm like, yo, I'm like I feel like I was messing it up for the people in charge. Um so the start was not as smooth as you would have hoped. Um, But luckily, the producer, the talent, the makeup crew, even everybody behind the camera who's helping because there's multiple uh, photographers and videographers, um, they're all, like, really good people. So once, like, things settle down and calm down and we could actually, like, breathe and talk and whatnot, um, yeah, they're great. I definitely want to shoot with them again um, with, with a more... Like controlled uh, setting, if that makes sense, less hectic and more communication.
1: Absolutely, yeah, that makes sense. To to sort of go back and and ask you a follow up about what happened. Uh, so you show up and and you didn't know anything about the website, so you didn't know that the focus was going to no. be on you. Uh, they do do a lot of things for the camera to sort of showcase the male performer. Uh, what yeah. was it about the shoot that surprised you that you weren't sort of prepared for, that kind of took you off guard, and that maybe crossed, um, I don't want to say a boundary, but like that, that certainly was unexpected that you weren't ready or you weren't maybe mentally prepared to shoot for that day? Um, that was the first day I'd ever had
2: Almost all of that done to me. So I never had my ass ate. I never had my toes sucked on. Um, never had my armpits sniffed like that. Um, definitely had my armpits sniffed. Just not like that. Or mm-hmm. lips. Um, it was just, it was a lot of input to taking
1: at once. You know, like a lot of new things all at once. hmm um, so a lot of the stuff that was, that's designed to sort of showcase the female performer, like catering to you, was completely sort of unexpected.
2: Brand new. <laughs> brand new to me. So I was, I was wide-eyed. So I was like, oh, this is, this is happening. Especially as a very dominant individual, um, I did not really get the chance to be the dominant one.
1: Mhm. Was it the first time you ever had your booty tongue down? Yes. <laughs> yes. Very, what was that experience very... like as a, as a virgin, uh, in that? <laughs> um wet. <laughs> wet. Uh, surprising. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no yeah.
2: shit. Um I will just say I'm I know for a fact I'm very, very, very dominant. Uh so uh that was actually my second time ever. Uh, that or that one was the first of two times, and after trying it the second time, I was like, you know, I think I will, maybe, you no, know, maybe it's just I haven't had it done right, <laughs> but that was definitely, I'll stick to being the one that,
1: like, eats people out. Okay, there you go. Well, you know, you never know what you like until you try it, so at least you've tried it. Exactly. And so maybe it hasn't been with the right performer
2: you right exactly you never know
1: Yeah never know never and say never
2: mm-hmm. maybe when i'm not so surprised <laughs> there was, you go i was wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and naturally on guard because i was already like late and stuff so yeah who yeah. knows and
1: then all of a sudden there's a tongue on your butthole yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i'm being bent over <laughs> there you go okay so uh After that, you haven't really done anything else in regards to studio work, you know, with major websites, major production companies. You have been doing a lot on your OnlyFans. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we dive deep into everything James Cam and OnlyFans, uh, I, I do want to ask... Are there plans to work with some of the major studios? Again, do you still have an agent in the industry? Are you looking for one? Are you interested in working with some of the big guns to get your name out there a little bit more?
2: Very interested. Very, very interested. Um, after that shoot, I cut off my agent, only because I don't like when people lie to me, um, especially in like confidence. Um, so now that I cut him off, we, I had never signed a contract and he was representing me because he was like, you're going to be really, really good. And after that when I told him, I was like, I can't work with you only because if there's supposed to be trust, (laughs) uh, this doesn't work, you know? Um, so the producer from the first shoot really wanted to represent me. Um, and I don't know what's going on with him first his phone was like dead dead and off so I went down to Miami to visit with him talk with him um and then he's kind of only now focusing on his own content um because of drama within the industry that I won't get into and you know I don't want to get into I don't really like drama so I I've been focusing on my only stuff, on my only fan stuff, and if the opportunity comes through, I will gladly work with these other, um, these other studios. I was told that I was going to be working with three different studios, and that they've already got all my tapes and content, and they approved me and they love me. Um, but again, stuff was going on with the producer, so uh, I guess I got. Um, the the shaft on that one as well
1: i'm a big believer in manifesting stuff so this next question can be a little bit of like a manifesting exercise for you when it comes to the big studios what type of content do you want to end up shooting with the big studios i know that you mentioned that in your personal life you have a much more dominant Personality. So, do you want to yeah. shoot with companies that will allow you to express that on film? Are you into fetishes? You know, do you want to work with a website like Kink.com? Just right now is your chance just to put it out into the universe. What would you like to shoot with um, when it comes to the bigger studios?
2: Yeah, I would definitely like to do more with. Uh, Bang bros, bang bros, bang bros, bang bros. I I like to do the more dominant stuff. And then I like the role play. And then I also like to do, um, I guess the fetish is more like kinky, um, dominant, like I guess take control over, you know? I want to do more of the BDSM. Um. Actually, the one time I wouldn't be dominant is doing stuff more where um, I'm tied up and like resisting. I think that would be hot. So, yeah, I think more, more, more fun content, more content where I can throw people around <laughs> and I can fuck them like that. Um, more acting, I really like that. I really like the scenes. I think they're fun. I think they're they have, like, a sense of comedy in them um, that I, I know everybody doesn't, you know, people skip through the beginning of porn. But I like to watch it. That, it gets me hard, to be honest with you, to watch, like, the foreplay, the action, like, the, the plot. And so more of that stuff, the more acting, having fun with it, um, and then aggressive fucks. So that's kind of what I'm hoping I get to do.
1: All right. So you put that out there into the universe. Hopefully it comes back to you tenfold.
2: Thank you, and I appreciate that.
1: You're welcome. So let's talk about your OnlyFans. As we mentioned before, as we discussed earlier, you had created one before you started shooting, you know, those two scenes that you've done with the major production companies. Like, you had started it, you had the idea to do it, people had been telling you about it, so you began, and you you uploaded some stuff, but then, you know, you didn't really know exactly how to go about, you know, turning it into something, something. And so, that was sort of put on pause but then you did these two scenes so how long after you did those two scenes were you like you know what i should start doing my own stuff when did um, your only fan sort of productions end up really kicking into high gear march believe
2: it or not so from november to march i wasn't really doing anything i was still working and then the video was releasing right and my stuff was blowing up. My, like my Twitter was blowing up.
1: Yes, and I was one of the followers because I, I was like, "Who the yeah, fuck is this?" And then yeah, I go and I finally find you, and there's like nothing on your Twitter account. <laughs> and then in my yeah, mind, because- I'll tell you this. I didn't tell you this uh, at we you know when we were setting up the interview, but in my mind, I was like, "Is this his official one? Like, is this you know someone posing? Is this yeah. you know what is going on with this?" But then you started to slowly post stuff and i was like okay so this is actually him
2: yeah yeah it took me a minute and it took me a minute because again i didn't know what i was doing so in march um i was actually on tinder and somebody was like hey you look great we help with content and i was like hey what type of content are we talking and (laughs) from there it kind of blew up and i met some boys who do only fans you know and i started thinking of them and trying to understand like hey like what is it from a guy's perspective to post to feed into like what are the fetishes where the uh, what is the fantasy and so then i started trying to create the fantasy and then i just started going off on my own and that's where the creativity has kind of just developed and grown and i bought myself the ring lights um the cameras uh I set up my bedroom, the living room, the extra bedroom. Um, I started having these crazy ideas, and people were like, that's weird. And I was like, I know. I love it. Um, I just fucked a pumpkin before we had this conversation. And I think the creativity has just gone through the roof. And I, I love it. It's just, it just became fun. All right. Hopefully it was consensual. Yeah, no, the pumpkin loved it. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. This is real. I couldn't even tell you how many times I made it come.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. And you left a deposit? Yeah, I leave the deposit. Okay. <laughs> um,
2: I trust I will. I had to cut it short. I Unfortunately, I had to cut my time short because
1: we had a phone call. Oh, well, there you go. Call. Yes, we did have an interview. All right. Well, then the, the pumpkin gets some more action later on. Oh, yeah. It will. (laughs) All right, all right. Hashtag cream of pumpkin soup. (laughs) All right, that's what's up. So certainly that's something for the the listeners to look forward to on the OnlyFans dropping soonish. Actually, that kind of is the perfect segue um, for this next question, which is what type of content can the listeners expect to see on your OnlyFans? For those that are listening right now that have downloaded this interview, that are loving getting to know James Cameron, James D. Cameron, what type of content can they expect from your OnlyFans?
2: They can get almost anything from solo content, for me jerking off by myself in my room, to me jerking off in the backseat of a car on a parking garage um, to fucking a pumpkin, covering myself in frosting, um, dick pics. My, my booty is fat. So from booty pics to sex tapes um, and better sex tapes coming soon. I will get somebody to film my private sex tapes. So, yeah, they can always come and even ask for custom. I'm supposed to be doing a couple customs later on today, so the opportunity is endless. Plus, I love new ideas and new creative ideas. And a lot, of, a lot of people go onto my page and, like, send me comments, like, hey, can you do this, can you do this, can you do this? And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it.
1: So, <laughs> all of it. All right. Is there any content that has been suggested that you wouldn't do? Suggested that I
2: wouldn't do? Um, a couple of stuff, but I don't want to name them. Only because everybody has their own things that they like. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, strictly. Cause I feel like if, when you do that, you kind of diminish somebody else's fantasy. I don't want to diminish fantasies. I'm here for the fantasy,
1: you know? All right. That's actually a good mindset. Judgment free zone. That's good to hear. Yeah. How often so, do you update your OnlyFans? Is it an everyday type of situation? Couple times a day situation? Couple times a week? What's the, what's sort of like, the average update for you and also in regards to content you know because I know it's much easier to snap a picture and that sort of thing versus maybe sitting down and filming you know a, a sequence yeah. so what's the the average update uh, time for the different types of content that you uh, post on your OnlyFans
2: yeah um, on average it's about three times a week that I will post and I try to do videos um, or a crap ton of pictures and videos. Um, I send out content every day and messages. Um, and they're not all PPVs. I send out, um, especially to my news, like my rebuild on, um, I send out free content. Um, pretty much what happens, especially on weeks that I am feeling good and looking good, um, I apologize to my fans, but they get bombarded with content and free picks and um, videos that are sent out, um, and PPVs. And then on slow weeks where, you know, we all have those weeks where you're not doing all that great, the ads aren't popping as much as you want them to, um, I stick to my schedule where uh, minimum two or at least uh, – minimum two at least and then um, three, four at most.
1: So kind of just depends. Just to get into your mindset a little bit because I'm kind of curious and I'm sure the listeners might be too, what goes into – deciding, okay, this I'm just posting on the OnlyFans feed. This I'm going to, you know, send to all of the subscribers in their inbox. And this is going to be, you know, uh, like a pay-per-view, a PPV type of situation. What goes into, yeah. like, the decision to do either of those three?
2: Um. Well, I actually have a menu. So oftentimes... Anything on the menu goes out and that becomes a pay-per-view. And so those are the items that are, like, I think are raunchy or special. Um, Like, fucking a pumpkin. Something that I don't think you'd get often anywhere. And then things that I believe that people just want to see from me. Right? Um, So those will be, um, that will be pay-per-view. Like, anything that I feel is, like, really worth value. Um, My feed is kinda of, maybe this isn't how like you should do OnlyFans, um, but my feed is kinda of like me showing off, right? So like I feel good, like did you see this? You know, <laughs> or like, yo, this dick, did you see this? Oh, this booty, did you see this? Um it's my feed is kinda of like social media to me. And like a, a dirty form of Instagram. So that's kinda of how I use my OnlyFans.
1: fans.. So, yeah. We've talked about this pumpkin now so many times, so I, I do have to ask, <laughs> was this an idea you had in your head? Was this somebody that requested it? Were you feeling festive because Halloween was a couple days ago or because it's fall time? Like, where did this idea for the pumpkin come from?
2: So, for my birthday, I fucked a cake. <laughs> um, so now As I'm one tends to, to do. Office. Right? (laughs) Who doesn't fuck the cake on their birthday? I'm sorry. I thought that was normal. Right? Um, It's an upgrade from the pie. Yeah, exactly. So I fucked the cake. I put frosting on myself, like all over myself, covered. um, And I came on the cake. I actually ate it. Um, So my, my birthday was lit, to say the least. The only thing I forgot to do was the sprinkles. Next time, though, next year. And then when Halloween and fall were coming around, I, you see pumpkins everywhere. You see these, like, sets of things, the pumpkin spice, the pumpkin patches. It's fall weather. Um, fall kind of makes me want to bundle up and, like, hug someone and then fuck them slowly. Um, so naturally, I was like, you know what would be a great idea? A pumpkin. So I asked my IG followers. I was like, "Hey, should I fuck a pumpkin?" And about eight hundred people were like, "Yeah, yeah, you should." And what am I going to do? Argue with the masses? Come on, come on, you know. So, I love it.
1: James pumpkin. D. Cameron is a man of the people. He listens to the people and what they desire. Exactly. Give them what they want. Exactly. it is entertainment. A follow-up. For something that you just said about the whole cake situation, uh, you mentioned that you yeah. nutted on the cake and then you you ate the the part of the cake that was nutted on, right? Right. Had you ever ate, tasted my own? Tasted vomit? your own? Yes. Tasted your own uh, essence? No, I've not. Uh, I've heard that I'm very sweet, and I will concur. Okay, I, there you I, go. I will concur. All right. Is more uh, tasting of your essence something that uh, the listeners can expect to see on your OnlyFans? Expect and find, actually. It is there. All right. There you go. As far as just the future and what the future holds for your OnlyFans, kind of like how what we did manifesting hopefully good things to come with you in regards to the major studios. What would you like to see come on your OnlyFans in the future? Is there anything that you're interested in trying out? You know, different stuff that maybe um, fetishes or anything that you aren't doing currently that you plan on incorporating into your OnlyFans content in the future? I have to figure out
2: some other place to do. It. I want to do more public stuff. Um, oh, okay. You well, got a little, I want...
1: little bit of an exhibitionist streak, which, I mean, kind of makes sense because you already yeah. said that you enjoy showing off your body and you're incredibly comfortable in front of the camera.
2: <laughs> yeah, so more, more public stuff and more like POV public stuff, too, um, but high quality. So, unfortunately, OnlyFans does not enjoy the public arena. So, I have to figure out someplace to post it, someplace to send it. Um, and then I feel that if I grow big enough, then I can actually help other performers beyond. Um, or, yeah, beyond. Um, only because I, I like to help. So, I feel like if you're not of service in this world, then... What are you doing? So I wanna be able to, listen, I wanna be able to like grow my platform as well as put other people on. Not in the sense of just spamming. We all hate when you go on OnlyFans and you're scrolling through somebody's page and it's just nothing like, Hey, follow this performer, follow this one, follow follow this one, follow, follow, follow. You know, it's just spammy. Um, more of like content collaborations and high quality at that. So
1: yeah. Well, let's discuss collaborations and that sort of thing. Are there any performers that you are interested in working with? Um,
2: you know, that is a good question. I actually haven't even let myself think that far into it. Does that make sense? I haven't, like, there... Great question. Wow, sorry. <laughs> I just haven't thought of it. I will have to get back to you. Maybe on our second interview, I'll have a list <laughs> of all the performers. I'm like, yeah, this would be great to work with. Only because um, a lot of the a lot of the people that I do work with aren't not that they're not performers. They're just not
1: porn stars.
2: Does that make sense? mm Hmm. Okay.
1: Um. So yeah. And I love it. We're manifesting a second interview. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Very awesome. Just do it. Yes, very cool. So uh, for the listeners out there that maybe have stumbled upon this interview that are just now getting to know James D. Cameron, uh, and they might be curious to know about what you're like on film, uh, my question, this next question, I think, should answer some of that. How would you describe your fuck style? How would you describe your style of fucking?
2: Oh, aggressive. Complete control. Um... I make, I'm, I, like, you have to give in to me. That's how I fuck. Um, as well as new, different. I try to add an air of, like, real fantasy and, like, reality, you know? So, like, a lot of people, somebody who's dominant and can actually do some of these dominant things, you know? I can pick you up. I can fuck you. I can throw you around. I can manhandle you. I can whisper in your ear. I can pull your hair. I can slap your ass. That is who I am on film, on camera, off camera. Um, that's how I fuck. So it's, it's very much um, I cherish somebody relinquishing their, how do you say it, their control to me, you know? That is, like, something, honestly, from, like, a very personal and spiritual level, um, when somebody gives you that, in any sense, it's not something to be, like, taken lightly. And so I, I cherish it. I, I hold it. I use it. Um, and then I give it back afterwards. And sometimes I have to ask, hey, are, are you okay? <laughs> are, you, are you good? Are you alive? Um, recently, I've actually had two, um, <laughs> two incidences where um, they passed out. So, um, I had to like wake them up and they were like, I'm like, are you good? Are you okay? They're like, no, I love this. Keep going. So <laughs> I was, like, all right. Unfortunately, I didn't get that on camera. Sorry, you guys.
1: All right. James Cam is all about the multiple orgasms is basically what you're saying. Oh yeah. I'd rather not stop. <laughs> there you go. Now, speaking of what helps with the multiple orgasms, for those out there that are curious, how big is James D. Cam below the waist?
2: James D. Cam below the waist is actually a mystery. Um, I have been told that it's ten inches. I think that's a lie. Um, I've been told that it's nine inches, which I think is like more on par, like uh, eight, eight and a half, nine inches. Um, and then I've, like people have seen pictures, it depends on the angle too. Why, as a guy, like sucks. So, like, I can take a picture. Um, My dick is pretty. My dick is pretty, and my dick is very proportionate to myself. And then people have to remember that, like, because it's proportionate, I'm, like, it looks average, but I'm not an average human being. (laughs) So when you're standing 6'5 at 230 pounds, a proportionate dick is, uh, I'm assuming, eight and a half inches, maybe 9 on a good
1: day. Yeah, I think people need to remember, especially if they're watching you do solo stuff on your OnlyFans. So yeah. when you're typically when you're doing solo stuff, you're like sitting down. You know, I think a lot of people yeah. have to remember you're six five.
2: Yeah, my hand. Um, I think my hand is actually. I measured this once, almost nine inches. So when people are like looking, so it's like, yeah, it's a it's a big dick.
1: My next question for you is about sort of like the industry in general. You had mentioned before that, you know, when you were watching porn, you know, growing up, you were like, oh, I think I could do it and this, that, or the other. So I want to pick your brain on performers in the industry. Are there any performers, veteran performers in the game, or even new performers in the game that you look up to that inspire you in your pursuit to continue to grow your fandom, continue to get name recognition in the industry? Um, let's see. How do I word this?
2: Yes and no. So it's interesting, right? Um, and this might be a little political, but a lot of people in the industry that look like me um, aren't portrayed the way that I would like to be portrayed, right? I I get, I am a six five, really built black man. Um, but some of the stuff that I want to do isn't just because I'm a six five, really built black man. And I've been seeing that people want to throw me into that category, right? They want to put me, and like, oh, he's a jock, or oh, like, it's BBC bull, you know, um, and. Uh, I like to be funny. I like to have fun. I like to be recognized as a human and not just um, a BBC, you know? So when it comes to, like, looking up to people, um, I would rather begin to open that door um, to it not just being me as a BBC um bull. I would like to start to open it so that way it's more like um, representative and fun and enjoyable like good plots Um, I don't want the cliche because believe it or not that has hit the porn industry hard and it has not changed um, so that actually really bothers me about the porn industry but maybe one day
1: Yeah, one can hope. Uh, You know, I've been doing interviews for a moment. And whenever I do talk with, you know, a black male or female performer in the industry and we discuss race, you know, I, I mean, the answers throughout the years have pretty much stayed the same, which is incredibly disappointing. Although I will say now there are way more opportunities for black men in the industry than there were before, especially working with the major studios. Uh, Unfortunately, I feel like black women, you know, are still kind of stuck where they were when I first started doing interviews, uh, especially because the industry... Doesn't seem to really care to make ebony erotica. You know, whether it's a black man yeah. and a black woman having sex, yeah. uh, interracial yeah. has taken over, and, and I, I still, I, I think it's still the like top genre in porn. And it's unfortunate yeah. though that by porn industry standards, interracial is black man, white woman. When in the real world, you know, if it's a, you know, a Latinx woman and an Asian man or something like that, that's interracial. You know, it's two races having sex. Um, So the industry has tried to fix things, um, but I always feel like it's like a one-step-forward, two-step-back situation.
2: No, facts and... Unfortunately, I mean, the industry can ask me questions all they want because I have some ideas. I have great ideas. Maybe I should direct one day. Um, but oftentimes, like you see, the I don't know how to explain it. The black man is often looked at to be um, a lower tier in these scenes. Uh, and then the black woman as well is looked at to be like, they're, they're portraying us to be ghetto. So I want to do more things because clearly I'm not ghetto. Um, I want to have fun. I like comedy, too. Who doesn't like a good porn scene? Um, I, yeah, I don't want it to be raunchy. I want, like, high-quality porn. Why can't we have that, too?
1: Well, if you dream it, it will come. You know, you've got to put that energy out there. And, uh, you know, if you have the vision for it, you just got to make the opportunity happen.
2: Absolutely.
1: Now, let's move away from, you know, talk about the industry and that sort of thing, and let's shift the focus a little bit more towards you personally. Tell me something quirky yeah. about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about James D. Cameron.
2: Uh, something unique about James D. Cameron. Uh... I fucking love a chai iced tea latte. I fucking, a dirty chai iced tea latte. It's amazing. For some weird reason, it's fucking phenomenal. And I could probably come over anything that tastes like strawberry. Those are my my things. I don't know. I feel like I'm mostly an open book. I kind of just go with the flow. Whatever you want from me, you can ask.
1: Well, speaking about being an open book, describe yourself in 10 words or less.
2: 10 words or less. Wow. You have really good questions. Um I try. A calm eccentric. A calm eccentric um, who loves to be who loves to have love you know I think that would probably be the best um or who loves to be of service there it is call me eccentric who loves to be of service I don't think I'm overly overly eccentric um and then again I'm more of a servant than anything I love to serve
1: and help so I'm here I love that and I love that you made it a sentence you love what? I said I I love that you made it a sentence. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So as we start coming to a close for this interview, uh, I, I want to get some fun questions out of the way that will allow the listeners and your fans to get to know – even more about you sort of personally. And uh, so it, it's a it's a group of five questions. And the first one is, this will allow the listeners to get to know some of your favorites. The first one is, what are five of your most favorite television shows?
2: Most favorite television shows. First one, Friends, hands down. Second one, um, How I Met Your Mother was a really good one. If you haven't noticed by now, I really like the cons. Um, I've been watching Blacklist. I don't know if that's number three, but I've been watching Blacklist, and the first seven seasons were phenomenal. It's getting weird after that. Um, I loved Game of Thrones, and I'm currently watching House of Dragons. That is really fun. I love the fantasy. I love the, like, that world. And then... Number five. Let's see. Uh, I, I probably have to go with Rick and Morty. I think that's fun. I like the intelligence behind it. It's just funny.
1: Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Four, other than myself, um, I'll have to put myself first. I make music. Maybe I should have put that as my
2: the thing that I do. Um, there you so go. Right. Is myself. Um, you can find me on your Cash Dallas on every platform. Um, shameless plug. Um, J. Cole is one of the top all-time favorites. Um, Little Baby, currently, only because he will be a GOAT. Um, Nas, not Lil Nas, but Nas. OG Nas, JZ, and I hate to say it, uh, but as a musician, Kanye. Old Kanye. Those are mine.
1: Oh, what are, those are five, probably. <laughs> yeah, those are five. No, that's fine. What are three of your most favorite films? Um, like porn films? No, film films.
2: Film films. Um, it sounds strange. Bambi. I really like Bambi. Only because I grew up with it. And it's something about like him being able to find his way in the forest. I don't know. It's admirable. Um, so Bambi. Um, almost anything Marvel, but the top two would have to be the original Iron Man. And then Endgame. Pfft, blew that one out of the water. So those are three.
1: What are two foods you can't live without?
2: Oh. The supplements count <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna add my supplement there i could not live without my creatine and i do live without it but if it wasn't there my i i would probably cry because it's a guilty pleasure and i let myself have it and it's not a food it's a drink root beer i actually just had a root beer float yesterday it's those two things
1: Interesting bit of foreshadowing, because my next question and the last out of the set of five is, what is one of your guilty pleasures?
2: Mm, yeah, definitely root beer.
1: I don't let myself have it often,
2: but whenever I go and, like, I get a nice burger, I have to get a good root beer. Or, like, I'll even, like, buy, I like, IBC if it's, like, in the bottles and if I can find it. Oh, root beers, root beer floats, it's a guilty pleasure in mine. What are you currently binging? Binge watching? Mm-hmm. I actually just stopped. Only because I wasn't getting any work done. <laughs> um, but it was Blacklist. I was binge watching Blacklist like no other. And that's why I have, to, I have to start doing shows as they come out. I can't watch them when there's like seven seasons out. Because I freak. Like I've been trying to get into anime. But I, I'm so sorry. I can't, I can't sit down and watch all the episodes of Hunter, Hunter or
1: um, like Naruto, like I I would lose myself. I wouldn't get anything done. Yeah. There are so many damn seasons and so many episodes per season.
2: Yeah. And I love it. Like I, I genuinely, I really like anime and that's when I had, like I had to tell myself to stop. I was like, you can't keep doing this. (laughs) Like you just watched a whole show and nothing but the show for four months. Like you need, a, you need to breathe.
1: What's next for James D. Cameron? What can the listeners expect from you in the near future?
2: Um, <laughs> consensual sex with a pumpkin. Um, <laughs> that for sure is definitely what's next. More, hopefully, more studio shoots i um, 100% more content on my OnlyFans, um, and again, I'm here to serve, so more of what they want to see.
1: Perfect. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you online, social media, your OnlyFans? This is your chance to give them all of the important information about where they can find James D. Cameron online.
2: Yeah, if you go to OnlyFans and you type in James D. Cameron, all one word, there I am. And that actually has all the links to find me everywhere else. You can find me on Twitter, IG. Um, hopefully soon, you could probably look at my name on Pornhub and XNXX, and, and there I will be. So James D. Cameron, type that into your internet, and I will be there waiting.
1: Perfect. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything you would like to say to your fans? Yeah, the listeners.
2: um, Probably. Actually, if you like the content so much, then you can also find my creative side in music. Um, If you like that so much, then I love you. I appreciate you guys. And anything else that I can do and be of service for, I will. So, love you guys.
1: Very awesome. And certainly the next time we do another sit-down interview, we're going to be talking a lot more about the music. Yes. Gladly. I would love to. Perfect. And so uh, I would like to thank you so much for the interview, James. No, thank you, Poppy. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And listeners, I would also like to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us.
3: Thank you for downloading One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One-on-One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash, after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash, poppychulooneonone. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash. Poppy Chula Radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Poppy Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo.
1: Thanks, announcer. And with that, James D. Cameron and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners.
2: Good night, guys. Let's go.
0: Thanks for listening to one-on-one with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.